Welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. News, culture, sports, politics, and everything else from a theological perspective. It's all summed up in love. What should I do? Tell me God is good. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me peace. Give me peace. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Hey, welcome to another episode of uh, Theological Pipe. Thank you for being here. It's really appreciate it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, click the subscribe, like, comment button. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Google or Apple Podcast, uh, just subscribe. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. I'm going to get right into it. Today is day two uh, of the Republican National Convention. The Democrats had their, had their convention last week. Um, and, and so far uh, in what I've watched and what I've seen, uh, it's really not even close in terms of which convention is better in doing what they want to do. Now, I, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, uh, and I'm not one of these persons that demon one side or the other. I think I've mentioned before uh, that my politics is sort of divided depending on the issue, uh, and you could listen to other podcasts about that. Um, but in terms of production, in, produ- in terms of the way it's coming across to regular people, I don't think there's any doubt that the Republicans have far outdone the Democrats. Uh, if you think back to the Democratic Convention, um, what, do, what do you remember it for? What do I remember it for? Two things. I don't know why I held up. Two things. Um, if you weren't watching on YouTube, I held up three fingers for some reason. There's two things that stood out to me on the Democratic Convention beyond the, the optics. But, but number one was at the end of day one, they had that ridiculously odd, for what it's worth, um, song with, with the production values that looked at like it was made in, in 1988, eighth grade uh, technology co- class or computer class. It was horrible. Um, you know, and, you know, stop, hey, what's that sound? It was just weird. Uh, and, and I know they thought it was like spectacular, but it was just strange. Uh, and then I think it was day two or three, you had that um, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Elaine from uh, Seinfeld. Um, and I know she's another, you know, she's in Veep and all that stuff, but you had Julia Louise Dreyfus and Andrew Yang um, doing a comedy. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, I just did the air quotes. Uh, If you're listening on Apple or Spotify or Google, comedy is in quotes. They did a comedy sketch where they were mispronouncing Mike Pence's name. And it was weird and it was stupid and it wasn't funny and it just came across odd, especially with someone like Andrew Andrew Yang, who throughout the Democratic um, nominee process, he was one of the, to me, one of the normal guys. I don't agree with his universal basic income. I don't agree with some of his other things, but he was relatable. He was had some common sense to him. He seemed normal. And then he, they stick him with Julia Louise Dreyfus doing a comedy routine that just fell completely flat. Uh, and it just was odd. So you juxtapose that. And then, and then beyond that, every speaker was either, or not every, but the majority of speakers were politicians or Hollywood elite people telling you that you're a bad person for uh, voting for Trump and how he's, he's bad. And I get it. You know, I, I understand the argument about Trump being bad, and I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but that was the Democratic convention. The two things that stood out to me was that ridiculous comedy sketch um, and uh, for what it's worth, the, the just ridiculous ending to day one. 
the Republican National Convention. Uh, again, today is day two. Day one was, I think, the highlight most everyone would say uh, is that Maximo Alvarez, uh, the, um, the immigrant from Cuba who talked about um, coming over here and, and his love for America. Uh, and then um, today, um, they had um, Melania spoke, and that's fine, and they had some other people speaking. Um, but they had an immigration ceremony for some, I think it was five uh, people from foreign countries who were becoming American citizens. Uh, and so uh, you can mention, mention Herschel Walker. Uh, his speech was really good. Uh, Tim Scott gave a good speech. Um, but it, it, again, the Democratic National Convity, co- Convention, Committee, Convention, politicians and Hollywood elites, weird songs and, and weird comedy sketches. The Republican National Convention, yes, it had some Hollywood people, but it also had more everyday people telling their stories. Everyday people talking about things that, you know, that they appreciate about uh, Donald Trump. And again, I'm not praising Donald Trump. I'll get to him in a minute. But it just, it came across better. The production values were better. It looked better. Um, and it really, to me, is appealing to just normal, everyday Americans. To me, the Democrats are trying to appeal to, to just the elites. And, and their intersectionality doesn't play well on TV and doesn't play well at all, really. And then you have the Republicans just trying to appeal to people and tell their story. Uh, that being said, you know, if you were to ask me my opinion, I've, I've stated before, I'm not a huge Trump guy. Uh, I don't think he's presidential. I understand why people voted for him. Um, at least I think I do. I understand why people still stick up for him. Um, but if you were to ask me, I would say Biden is probably a better guy than Trump. Um, in terms of just likability, um, I, I do think that he's in some sort of mental decline. I, you know, old age is old age, and that, that's fine. I have no problem with old people being president. You know, knock yourself out. Uh, but I just think him not taking questions from the press, uh, a lot of his uh, interviews being scripted, uh, a lot of his uh, appearances, they're, they're, they're few and far between. And then when he does have them, you can tell that they've really been rehearsed and scripted. And, and then, you know, Trump will come out and take questions for an hour from the press and fight with them. And, and, and again, I think Trump's nuts too. Uh, but I just think in terms of just being a, a normal, everyday, likable guy, I think Biden wins. Uh, I don't think that's a question. Um, but if you juxtapose the conventions um, and the agendas with against each other, the, the Democrats and the Republicans, at least so far, and then you add in the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots that are happening in Kenosha, in Portland, they've been going on for three or four months now, in Chicago, in, in Atlanta, you list the city, there's, there's riots going on uh, in these, and they're all Democrat-led cities, and the mayors and the governors of these cities are not doing anything. The media is telling you that they're mostly peaceful, uh, and there's videos. I mean, you could, you could look at the, the headlines from the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, you know, peaceful protests. And then the picture is a building on fire. I mean, they're lighting things on fire. They're burning businesses to the ground. Uh, just the past couple of days, they the, a, a shop owner, an old shop, an old guy, a shop owner was defending his his store, and they beat him up, knocked him out, and put him on the ground, and 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 then justified it by saying, "Yeah, this is what we do." Um, you had the guy that got kicked in the head in Portland. Um, put all this together, and this is just not good news 
for the Democrats, in my opinion. And and, and until I see some adults, uh, you know, step up in, in Democratic cities and in Democrat circles and say, you know, we denounce Black Lives Matter, we denounce Antifa, um, I, I, I think they're going to have a, a really hard time, you know, winning votes from from normal everyday people from independents from middle class people they see this stuff going on uh, and they see nobody doing anything now you know you can make an argument that Trump Trump needs to step up but I, j- just today in Wisconsin tonight in Wisconsin uh, they knew that they were going to have more unrest um, and Trump offered to send the National Guard in to help and the governor of Wisconsin said we don't want it and if you you can go right now I'm taping this at, or you know I'm recording this at 11:13 p.m. you can go right now and watch there, there's things burning there there's 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 confrontations going on right now and, and it could have been stopped quelled I mean uh, send in the send in the send in the Marines not the Marines send in the National Guard. I know you can't send in the Marines, uh, but send in a, a strong show of force. Get these people off the street. Put them in. Put them in jail. Prosecute them. Put them in prison, and, and it would stop. I mean, Trump himself has said that all those governors and mayors have to do is ask them for help, and they can end it in an hour. And I'm, I don't know that it can in an hour, but I think it would end really quick. And so when you see the difference in the tones of the convention, you see the difference in who's speaking. Again, with the Democrats, you have elite Hollywood people uh, kind of lecturing people on what to do, and with the Republican National Convention, so far you have every everyday Americans telling everyday stories, and then you juxtapose that against each other and then add in the riots. I just don't, it just seems to me like the Democrats are just shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, And and I, you know, again, I, whoever's president in November, I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to hope for the best, Uh, you know, as as a believer, as someone who does theological pipe, maybe this could be my theological pipe moment. Uh, My allegiance is to the kingdom of God first. Uh, and again, I'm not saying don't be political. I'm not saying don't get involved. I'm not saying be a Republican or a Democrat. Uh, you need to, you know, as a believer, if you're a believer, you need to square that with your beliefs and with your, you know, if you're a Christian, you square it with the Bible. Um, if you're a believer in some, you, you kind of square it with who's your God and what would he want you to do? Um, but at, at, for me, after in November, whoever gets elected, I'm going to pray for him the same way I prayed for Trump, the same way I prayed for Obama and Bush um, and, and Clinton and Bush and, and Reagan. And that's probably as far back as I go because then I was 18 or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, so far, I don't even think it's close. I think the Republican National Convention has been far and away better. And, and again, if you look at the ratings, uh, I, I think somewhere I read today, it was like five or six times as many people are watching the Republican National Convention um, than the Democratic National Convention. And they even did a, uh, a, 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 a look at how many people have liked and disliked um, like on YouTube, how you can like something or dislike it, or on social media, how you could you can say yes or no, like this is good, this is bad. Um, far and away, the, like I think it was like 89% of people watching the Republican convention, again, six times as many people that watch the Democrat one are giving it a thumbs up or saying they like it. And when the, the Democrats did theirs, it's, it was like 50-50 or 54 to 46 or something like that. It was like almost even. So you know, the Democrats have their work cut out for them and, and they've dug their own hole. Uh, and, and my fear for whoever's elected president is by allowing these riots, allowing these 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 terrorist type groups, these these mafia type groups to, to continue to, to allow them to do things. It's really hard to put the cork back, cork back in the bottle once it's out. 
you know, and, and I, I think I, I pray for whoever is president to be able to put to, to, to stop the unrest, to, to put the cork back in the bottle. But again, adults in these in these cities, in Portland, in Kenosha, in, in Chicago, in New York, in D.C., in Atlanta, man, you, you guys have got to step up and do the right thing. Uh, it's OK for adults, for leaders to say no. You know, it's okay. You declare a curfew. Say you're off the streets at 10. At 10 o'clock, go start arresting people. Go start putting them in. Don't let them back out. In Portland, what they do is they arrest people and they let them out five seconds later. Arrest them, prosecute them, put them in jail, put them in prison, make it hurt money-wise, and, and you'll get rid of those. I mean, you, you can quell these things. It's just nobody has the political will. Uh, and I don't even want to say political will. Nobody has the guts and the, the leadership and the strength to do it, and they need to. They need to do the right thing. Uh, and, and I I think that um, you know, if they don't, if they continue to allow this to happen, um, man, I, I just, I pr- again, I pray that that things get better. I, I think they're only going to get worse, but I pray things get better, uh, and I pray cooler heads prevail, and I pray that that people start realizing that, hey, this is not good. And and I think what probably will happen, at least I hope, this is not for either side to get better. But I have a feeling that um, like the Democrats are going to start doing some polls after these conventions uh, and realize like, and I've read somewhere where when the Democrats done got done with their convention, Trump actually got a boost in the polls. And I think after the Republican convention, if it continues to go as smooth as it's going now, he's going to get a bigger bump in the polls. People are going to start talking about what are the issues that are important to you. And I already know that safety and crime and all that stuff is moving up. And I have a feeling they're going to do internal polling and they're going to say, oh, my gosh, we've got to get a lid on these riots. Uh, and, and again, I hope it's not too late when they do that. And I hope that they do and they, they quash them. Uh, even, again, who cares? Who I'm not advocating for either side to win right now. Um, but I just think that, you know, we, adults need to be adults and leaders need to be leaders. Uh, so, you know, that, that's my take on the Republicans and Democrats, the convention so far. Again, I don't think it's close. I think the Republicans are, are kicking the tail out of the, out of the Democrats so far, and I don't think it's close. Uh, and, and, and again, that's just my opinion. I know some people, if you're a Democrat, you probably think opposite, but I think you can, you can watch and see that there's a difference. Um, so yeah, you know, again, uh, again, my theological pipe moment is, you know, who, who's ever president, I'm going to pray for him. I think, and again, as a believer, uh, if you're a believer in a God, um, that is all powerful and all knowing and, and is sovereign, um, you know, whoever becomes, is elected, is elected and, and you're going to pray for those people. So, um, whether it's Biden or, or Trump, um, Again, I think right now uh, it's looking to me more and more like Trump. If you would have asked me a month ago, I'd have said Trump's not getting elected. Uh, I think as of right now, um, I, I, you know, he, here's the thing. He can do something stupid tomorrow uh, that will change things. And he has a habit of doing that. He has a habit of stepping on his own feet. Uh, but right now, it, it just doesn't seem like it seems like all the momentum's going his way. Uh, and we're getting close enough now to the election. It's August, September, October, November. Um, you're looking at, uh, you know, I think him him winning again. So we'll, again, we'll see. And again, uh, you know, you can disagree with me on that. That's fine. Um, but I just think the message of, you know, America is the land of opportunity, the promise of America. Uh, plays way better than the doom and gloom that you see on the Democrat side or saw on the Democrat side. Want to switch gears real real quick to sports. Again, on Theological Pipe, we cover everything, uh, again, from a theological perspective. I don't know that this next part is going to be about a theological perspective on anything. Um, But Oklahoma State University, go Pokes, um, 
there, there's a new series on ESPN. Uh, I think it's called Our Time, um, Oklahoma State. Uh, and it's kind of like a documentary. Um, they're leading up to the beginning of, of the Big 12 season. Uh, and again, I'm still hopeful and praying that uh, the Big 12 and the SEC and the ACC have football. I'm hoping that some of the pressure that people are putting on the Big 10 and the Pac-12 will come to fruition and they'll, they'll put football back on. But Oklahoma State is is primed for a pretty decent season uh, this year. They returned Chuba Hubbard, um, you know, best running back in the nation. Um, Tylen Wallace is one of the best receivers. I'll say he's the best receiver in the nation. Uh, Spencer Sanders, their quarterback, is really good. Um, he, he's he was a freshman last year. He's now going to be a sophomore. Uh, he got hurt for a few games last year, but uh, but he's 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 a really good quarterback and will probably be better. Um, their defense was was okayish last year, and they return a lot of starters. So they're they're prime. They have a really good um, nucleus coming back, uh, and so things are looking good for them. Uh, but still, as a guy that watches the Big Twelve and is at least honest, uh, Oklahoma State's little brother to OU. OU's the big brother, and I think every year uh, until someone proves proves me wrong, you know whether it's Bob Stoops or Lincoln Riley, if they're coaching a team. They're the favorite, and OU should be the—I'll say the prohibited, uh, prohibited, prohibited. They should be the favorite. They should be a big favorite to win the Big Twelve again. Um, maybe not as huge as other years because you know people think Texas is back. They're always back, and they're never back. Um, but again, for Oklahoma State, I think it looks good, um, you know, to challenge for the Big 12. Um, and but uh, again, I think the game they play this year is going to be in Norman, but. Maybe there won't be a lot of a crowd, so maybe it won't be as, as intimidating for them. But it looks good for Oklahoma State. And so they've had two, two episodes so far. It's about 17 to 20 minutes for each episode. Um, it's well done. It's short. It's sweet. Uh, the first episode episode was all about coming back to campus, the testing that the Cowboys had to go through, um, you know, showed Mike Gundy. Uh, and then episode two um, was the one where they kind of discussed the T-shirt gate where Mike Gundy wore the, the News Network shirt that people don't like or like or whatever. And, uh, and you know, Chubba and some of the players were like, this is unacceptable. And it was a big stink on social media and, and the media played it up and stuff. Um, I got to say, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a Gundy supporter. He, I mean, he's the best coach that Oklahoma State has had in their history. Uh, I think there are times where um, he could do things better, but I think every, every fan base has, says that about their coach. Uh, but so far, uh, I think he's come off really, really well in both episodes, and especially the episode about, about the Black Lives Matter and the, and the protests and COVID and how he's handling things. He had a, a speech before the T-shirt thing came out, uh, before uh, all the controversy. He had a speech with his coaches, and he was talking about how um, you know we need to, to, to bring um, these guys together, and we need to, to be able to use their um, position uh, to influence change and he said listen words are great but let's let's focus on actions man what a, I mean he's talking about bringing races together about trying to combat racism in his own team and he said you know what we're going to do we're going to have you know blacks blacks and whites we're going to have them sit together we're going to have them you know uh, mingle because they they self segregate when they come in here let's do that let's let's talk to people and he's saying this again before the t-shirt thing came out uh so him saying that i thought that was pretty uh interesting and then the t-shirt thing came out and then when when they were talking to mike uh gundy when they were talking to chuba hubbard and spencer sanders i thought all three of them came off really really well um 
Chuba said, hey, him and Gundy had a talk for two, two hours, and he listened, and, and he seemed to be really, really happy with, what, with the way that went. Uh, Mike said the same thing, and then Spencer Sanders, who he said, I, I don't like to get into politics. I don't think he said politics. He goes, I don't like to get into these things, but as the quarterback, I have to, and you know, things are going well. We're all focused, and they're all moving forward. So as an Oklahoma State fan, uh, I'm, I'm happy because I was almost like, ooh, this is going to be cringy. They're, they're really going to make it look bad, and I think you know, Mike Gundy, for all his weirdness, I mean, the dude has a turtle which i thought was pretty cool um but it appeared that everything's good uh they got over everything and they're moving forward and, and i'm excited about the um about the season i think there was a really good scene at the end of episode two for mike gundy he was helping his dad um you know do some some farming stuff and that was pretty funny there's some funny scenes um but mike was sitting there kind of reflecting on everything and he said you know uh one of the things i heard from the players is they want to spend time you know they want to they want to have more access to me they want to spend more time with me uh and and you could tell that he he was like genuinely i don't say hurt but like we're reflecting on it and he said you know i think that's really cool number one that they would want to spend time with me you know this is a a 50 year old you know he's a man he's i think he's 50 now 50 something uh he was you know i'm a man I'm 40. Um, but the fact that he was like, yeah, they want to spend time with me. I need to make time to do that. And, and hopefully he does. Hopefully that, that that situation, which it seems, at least according to what I watched, that maybe it was overblown by the media. Shocker. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't important. I'm not saying it wasn't something that needed to be addressed because it did. Um, but as the media does, they, they jump on things and run with things. So, um, you know, a good series, even if you're not an Oklahoma State fan, uh, I, I love watching like Last Chance U, uh, QB1, all the hard knocks, anything about the internal workings of football teams and or sports teams for that matter. Uh, and it's a good one. It, like I said, it's short, 15, 20-minute episodes. Um, and, and again, I think Gundy comes across really well in it, and I think the players come across really well. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't watched it, check it out. Again, football will start here in a few weeks. Hopefully they, they keep going. Um you know, continue to be nice. Uh, it, it, you're going to watch. You'll see. Um, you know, it, it was disappointing. When I say be nice, I'm thinking back now to, um, you know, Melania Trump gives a speech today. Um, and, and yes, there was when, when Michelle Obama gave her speech, there were a bunch of right wing people on Twitter just just destroying her. Why? She's the first lady. What, 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 what's the worst thing that she did? I know you may not like her. That's fine. And then Melania Trump gives her speech, and there's people destroying her, people making fun of her accent. Really, that's what we're going to do. So the Democrats are inclusionary and, and all about you know, tolerance, but then you have a, an actual immigrant giving a speech. She speaks seven languages, I think, and they're making fun of her accent. Um, and it just just be nice. And, and as, as people who maybe follow politics or are involved in politics, uh, you know, maybe think twice before you tweet something, think twice before you uh, post something on Facebook um, and, and think, just be nice, right? It's going to get worse. The, the division is going to get worse. And, and from either side, whoever thinks that they're losing, they're going to ratchet it up. Right. And I think right now you're, you're seeing it from the Democrats a little bit with some of the attacks they're doing. They attack Herschel Walker. They call him an Uncle Tom. They attack Tim Scott. They call him an Uncle Tom. Why? Because a black guy that 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 says he's conservative. I don't understand that. So it just sorry, my watch just went off. Um, be nice, man. Don't. That's just silly. Then the silly, silly, um, silly attacks, silly arguments against people. You know, just just continue to be nice, continue to to, to be friendly to people, um, and and it can make a huge difference. You know, um, 
I said something, you know, if, if you if you are someone that can love someone despite their politics, you are better, in my opinion, and I don't think it's an opinion, I think you are a better person than someone that hates somebody because of their politics. I'll say that again. If you can love somebody despite their politics, you're a better person than someone who hates somebody because of theirs. And maybe that's something you can put in your theological pipe and smoke it. Think about that. Uh, remember, just be nice. Um, you know, pray for our leaders um, and pray for college football. Let's go, Pokes. Here's my little bell, you know. Uh, let's see. Right? Go, Pokes. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. The only one in the backfield. Fields, Bay, corner. Rashawn Woods. Touchdown, Oklahoma State. Pulled it on Derek Strait. Woods coming down with it.